This is episode 33 with Paige Nielsen. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer turned personal trainer and coach. Each week, it is my goal to bring you a unique story of an elite athlete's mindset to help you unlock and discover your life's potential. Today, I had the chance to sit down with Washington Spirit professional soccer player, Paige Nielsen. Paige's path to playing professionally in the U.S. has been filled with ups and downs. Four years ago, she turned down a job offer out of college to go after her dream. We will dive deeper into them today as she has found valuable lessons in each point and decision in her lifelong soccer journey. So without further delay, please welcome on Paige. Right crosses it, and there's a touch, a strike saved at the goal line. Right place, right time there, that was going in. Hi Corey. Hey Paige, how's it going? Good. First question I had for you was obviously how did you get started in soccer and then the second part would be kind of when was that defining moment kind of in your earlier years that gave you the confidence to be able to play at that next level that made kind of that UNC dream come true? Um, I got started uh, when I was two. I think ball was I don't think ball was my first word. Um, I have an older brother that played soccer and I used to watch him play and run around in the backyard, and I started, when <laughs> when I started walking, I started running, and we started playing ever since I was a little kid, um, so it's been a long time um, that I've been playing soccer, but I also played other sports. I was a multi-sport athlete. Basketball was actually my favorite up until a certain point. Um, and then I think the defining moment was actually at a club soccer practice when we were doing fitness, and I, I couldn't finish the fitness. And my club coach, this was after I had already verbally committed to North Carolina, um, my club coach basically stood over me and was like, you'll never make it at Carolina. And that moment, and my ninth grade year, I was like, okay. Like, if you want to put that on me, here we go. I'm I'm going to do everything I can to prove, everything I can to prove you wrong, myself wrong. And um, after that moment, I started getting a lot better and focusing a lot more. And um, I had to sacrifice some other sports, some other high school sports. And before, those four years before going to Carolina, I really honed in and became... Um, the soccer player I wanted to be before college, um, but it wasn't. This is like a long answer, so I don't know. Yeah. No, I think, um, but it wasn't. What I was gonna say, I think that's really well said. What's interesting to me is how you were able to use that kind of negative moment as a positive for yourself. Do you think there was anything kind of in place or just your upbringing that allowed you to knock it down? Um, when a coach like that makes a comment to you? Oh, yeah. My my mom was uh, had a lot of tough love. She she let us fail over and over until we succeeded. And there's this, like, innate drive in all of us kids. Um, my mom was a, a single mom of four kids and um, basically gave everything for us to, to go after our dream. That upbringing alone helped me. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know how best to say that. Yeah. I think that's awesome to see kind of when your upbringing kind of plays a direct impact in a defining moment such as that. It really helps kind of put it all into perspective. How would you describe, I guess, the mentality and the approach that you have to the game of soccer now? I think, so I read I read a book about deliberate practice. In order to be the top of the top of athletes, it's not about just getting like touches on the ball anymore. It's doing all the right things daily in order to rise above the rest. That's like including diet, sleep, making sure I'm 100% mentally and physically focused for every pass and every decision I make on the training ground. And um, I'm still always looking for trainers and coaches to test me beyond my limits as a player. Like more recently, I trained with a coach in New York who tested my peripheral vision as I had the ball at my feet. You see a lot of girls doing dribbling activities with their head down, but he tested me to always have my head up no matter what. I even started trying to juggle blindfolded. So there's like, there's always moments to get an edge on other players, and that's what I'm looking for now. That's awesome. I I tell a lot of people everything extends beyond what you're currently doing. Like, especially in the athletic world, you can't expect to be an elite athlete if you're only in that elite athlete mindset for the two hours or three hours that you have practice and then you go home and, you know, you don't give a crap about your nutrition, you don't give a crap about how much sleep you're getting and all that. It's a full lifestyle. Right. (laughs) Um, Right. It's great that you're constantly pushing that and trying to find new ways. Uh, You mentioned trying to be at the top of your game mentally as well. Did you have any kind of tips or, I guess, things that have worked for you to help get to that point? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things. Um, Reading is a huge benefit. Um, There's a lot of athlete books, a lot of mindset books out there for athletes to read um, about resiliency and grit. Grit by Angela Duckworth was a really awesome book. Um, But also an outside source. I think everyone needs someone to believe in them, um, which helps you believe in yourself. So self-belief is a huge factor in the mentality aspect of it and you can do things every day like positive self-talk or um it or things like goal setting i saw that we'll have questions on goal setting as well Mm -hmm. um um and then checking off like the achievements that you've made um so that's another part of that yeah i think that's huge i think the most successful people have a variety of people that fill those roles, whether it's a coach, a partner, a family member, um, or just a friend, kind of keeps them accountable and keeps them on track. Yeah. Uh, yep. I also saw, obviously, when you graduated from UNC, I saw that you turned down a job offer with Bank of America to pursue kind of that career in the National Women's Soccer League. What was that decision process like for you, turning down a job to go to go pro? Um, it was really difficult. I I come from a family that didn't have like a great great financial start, and like I said, I saw my mom grind as a kid to help raise four children, and I wanted to be that person to become successful in the workforce in order to provide for others. And at the time, you we didn't get paid much at all 
to become a professional soccer player, and I actually didn't think I was going to get drafted. So I, at that time, I didn't have enough self-belief to think that I could make it. And I had mentors. I even had my hiring manager at Bank of America said I was making a huge mistake when I was making that decision. Um, but this year when I was back in New York, he wanted to meet again and said, I'm so happy you didn't listen to my advice. You're making it. You're proving us all wrong. And um, I want that story to kind of help inspire others to, to go after their dream. Yeah, it's a tough decision, but it's got to feel really good when um, you do make that kind of, I guess, look back on it. You made the right decision. Going back to that high school coach, you know, you made the right decision to prove him wrong, and you go on to UNC, have a great career there, proving him wrong, and then now proving your Bank of America hiring manager wrong, you know, four years into kind of playing professionally. Right. It's... Obviously, you know, it's tough in a newer professional league, kind of, especially like the women's soccer league here. Have you found that, how have you found that experience so far? And kind of what advice do you have for those that are growing up with those aspirations to possibly play in the league as well? Yeah, I mean, it was very tough at first. My starting salary my first year was just below 6000 for the entire year. I had to take on three other jobs just to survive. But the players before me gave me a great example that's more than just money. It's helping grow the game. And I, I did some research, and there's 300, 333 Division One women's soccer programs. So, like, say there's 25 girls on each team. That's over 8,000 players just in D1. There's obviously a huge market for women's professional soccer, and we've seen that it is growing faster than ever, and today the average salary is like 28000 so obviously it's continuing to grow, and that was just in four years. Uh, last year we had two games at Audi Stadium where D.C. United play, and we had seventeen to 20,000 fans at both of those games. And it's just, we are the top country for women's soccer at the moment, and it's our duty as players to help continue to grow and allow many young women the opportunity to live out their dreams yeah that's awesome to see kind of the progression and to be a part of it um as a swimmer myself there's a the first ever swimmer professional league kind of came out this past fall so we're not too far behind kind of where you all are i think as a sport and it's it's tough because as kids growing up in our respective sports I had the misconception of oh my gosh like I could be a rock star swimmer and I'm going to be like so rich and famous (laughs) from it and then the harsh reality hits that's like one it's a very very select few and then even those people there's no money in the sport it's a tough realization to have but it's good to see it trending that other direction um, much like other sports because there's no reason why you know, a professional women's soccer player shouldn't make, you know, on par with other pro sports leagues. Right. Um, And you guys obviously have the talent to back it up (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Yeah, Um, agreed. I was definitely moved kind of doing some research and finding out more about your professional career and how it's shaken out so far. Do you mind just sharing with those listening here a brief background of kind of what those past four years have looked like for you? Yeah, 
So right after I graduated, which was early in December 15, I went to Germany for, it was supposed to be a week trial, <laughs> and um, I stayed and, and trained with another team and flew to Sweden and tried out, and um, I had opportunities overseas, but then when I was overseas, I got drafted to Seattle Rain. And they asked me if I would play in the league if I got drafted. So I go, yes, of course. Um, which may not have been the best decision because <laughs> because Seattle Rain was stacked with um, with some of the best players in the world. And I was young, and I still wasn't there professionally yet. Um, but I went. I went to Seattle and didn't get signed at first, which was a bummer. But I went in early before practice every day. I did extra workouts with our uh, sports science guy there, and I finally got signed, um, which was incredible. Like, I got signed for $5,000 for that year, but I was ecstatic because I had just become a professional soccer player in the best league in the world. And that told me that I was bound to be something bigger. Um, now, I got signed. I played with Seattle for three months, and I didn't get a lot of playing time, and so that's when I decided I wanted to go overseas. I went to Cyprus for two months to help them in the Champions League. Um, right after that, I had the opportunity to go to Australia and play out a season there, and that that kind of helped me with my confidence, and I was one of the big outstanding players there. And so I continued to grow as a player. I got games in. Um, I came back to Seattle, and I didn't get signed. <laughs> and I go, okay, so I still have more work to do. So I had three opportunities overseas, which was in Portugal for sporting. Um, another one was in Sweden, and then also South Korea. And I go, okay, what's the weirdest choice I could pick, which was South Korea. And um, thankfully, that they pay their players pretty well over there, which was nice for me financially as I was struggling and so I took that opportunity and I played there for a year and a half and my game skyrocketed their league um isn't the best athletically but super they're super tactical and technical and it grew my I became this um this how do I say it well-rounded soccer player I I grew my game in in every respect and so after South Korea, I came back and, or sorry, after South Korea, I went back to Australia after a year and a half, and I was a bit tired mentally and physically, and I knew I should have went home, but I went to Australia and played five games there, and I actually came home and thought about just going to get my master's and being done, but something something told me that I wasn't I wasn't done. And that's when uh, a couple teams started reaching out to my agent at the time and was like, "Hey, we we would love to pay. We would love for Paige to come back and and come to our preseason." And I go, "Nope, nope. I'm too old, and I'm and I know that I'm too good to just come to preseason. So if you offer me a contract, I will." And um, and that's when the contracts came in, and I signed with the Washington Spirit in February 28th last year. And that's, that's what really started um, my 
great professional soccer career. I had a really great season last year, becoming a starter as a center back, and um, I really found my groove. The coaches believed in me, the owners believed in me, and um, I believed in myself. Uh, they had me playing at right back at the start, and I go, Richie, which is our head coach's name, like, my best position as a center back. My college coach believes that. I believe that. Play me center back. And he kind of laughed and was like, oh, okay. And then he finally played me at center back and was like, wow, you are a great center back. And so I had a really great season with the Spirit last year. And now I'm hoping if our season gets started this year, um, I can continue to grow. And, and it goes – it actually, I'm – super obsessed with getting better right now because my goal is to make the u.s national team that's awesome i think you obviously display a lot of resiliency uh throughout your career would you say goal setting has been like a huge pivotal part of that success as you as a player yeah i mean without goals people miss out on opportunities to be the best they can be uh, deliberate and careful goal setting especially in, in the best league in the world gives you something to work towards and thank I, I went to business school at Keenan Flagler at UNC and they had a system of smart goals which is specific, measurable achievable, relevant and time bound and this has gotten me far with a lot of things even beyond soccer mm-hmm. but I will also say that sometimes that's a load of bullcrap and sometimes goals can seem unattainable at times but I reach for the stars and hope to land on the moon. And I think I've done that so far. (laughs) I feel like those are the best kind of goals to chase, though, are the ones that when you tell other people and maybe sometimes even you tell yourself, like, they're unbelievable. But when you do achieve them, it's like the best feeling in the world. Yeah, it is. Uh, I I had coaches growing up where they would... There was times where my coach's goals for me were like way higher than what I expected myself. And I'm so thankful looking back on that now because I don't think I would have had the success I, I had um, and be the person I am now if I didn't have that kind of confidence boost, that support system uh, from my coaches to push me for that. Right. Right. Um, I'm always kind of fascinated to learn different people's, especially athletes, kind of pregame routines. Was there something, you know, that stuck with you in your career that you use to this day? You you mentioned bouncing around a lot from different countries. Was there something that you were able to kind of revert back to and play the way you want to play no matter what the environment was? Yeah, I think my my routine is pretty simple. I make my bed. Um, That's it gets my day going. Um, I make breakfast before 7.30 usually. I like waking up in total silence with the sun, making my coffee and doing a crossword. Um, I go on a walk to listen to music um, and kind of enjoy the outdoors. I think FaceTiming my family will always be in my routine because they are the most important thing in my life and will always support me no matter what. I, uh, I journal about my feelings that day and what I'm grateful for. Um, it's a lot more than just soccer, but I usually keep to myself on game days. I don't want any distractions or things that wear me out mentally or physically. Um, I'm a center back, so it's really important that I am mentally sharp for 90-plus minutes for that game in order to communicate effectively. And the last thing I do is 
watch my own highlight videos, actually. I know the tendency uh, <laughs> tendencies of other players at this point, so it's really honing in and what I can bring to the team for that day. It's awesome to get that little highlight reel going and just kind of boost that confidence right before you <laughs> yeah. go into to battle there. When was there that point that you realized kind of all those things collectively could help your performance? I think it came gradually. Um, like, I've been playing soccer now for, what, 24 years since I was two. And um, I don't know how many games I've played in, but I think um, <laughs> I've played in a lot of games. So when you become mature and understand the things that will help you become successful, then you just kind of go back to what you know best. And um, it was definitely, I think, in college when you put yourself away from your family and you start growing as an individual um, where you have to start thinking about those things to help you become the best player you can be. Yeah, I think that's that's really well said. Um Obviously, there's a lot of unknowns kind of going on right now in the world, a lot of which are kind of stemming beyond the world of sports here. As a current player, how are you handling kind of that uncertainty with your season and kind of what lies ahead for you? Um, to be completely honest, it's been a frustrating time. We all had a long off season, and we're just itching to play what we love, but the season is the season is so fun, but our leaders, coaches, and owners have really focused on what's important, and it's to stop spreading this coronavirus and doing all the right things as humans in order to stay safe and healthy. Um, this won't last forever, so mo more recently, I've reeled back all these frustrations and have started to become a positive leader and force to make sure that we can still maximize our days. We can still individually train and run and have some weights for me and my roommate to use so I'm using every day uh, as an opportunity to still improve as a soccer player as a person until our preseason actually happens um, but like I said the problem is bigger than us our league and the most important thing is right now to comply with rules and regulations in order um, to help our economy and people's health to bounce back um, the last thing I've been doing is looking for ways to get involved in our community. Um, blood donations actually are at an all-time low. So I'm scheduled to give blood on Monday, and I know I sent that out to my teammates, and they're interested in doing that too. So we are trying to do the best we can as humans and soccer players um, in order to be ready for when our season actually does start. Yeah, I'd say you're well on your way, and... I think the most important thing there is at the end of the day, we're all humans first. Um, and I think it's great that you're giving back to the community and finding different creative ways to do that during these times as well. I mean, it's important to work on yourself. Don't get me wrong and still be prepared, but it's really awesome to see when people are able to use their platform like you're using and impact those who might not be in the situation that you're in. Right, right. That's that's all what we want to do, right? want to help others, yeah. help inspire others. It gives us purpose and drive. A hundred percent. I want to tie it back here to your goal setting. What's something that you are currently pushing that you want to accomplish? I know you mentioned uh, women's national team. Where can these people 
keep up with you as you pursue that goal. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely my biggest goal. My, I have two goals, which is to win a championship with the Washington Spirit. Um, that would be awesome, especially because we're super young, but also to make the national team. I think that's everyone's dream, and I know that people can get there if they do all the right things. So the platforms, uh, you can you can look me up on Instagram, pnielson24. I, uh, I post a lot about what we're doing day to day. Um, yeah, that's, that's the biggest platform. I think people can, can follow me through my journey. And um, I know the Washington Spirit has been doing a lot of things with our Twitter and Instagram. Um, to give back to players and to see what kind of the things that we go through day to day to reach these goals. Yeah. Well, Paige, I think based off your process and kind of how you've been throughout your career, I think you're well on your way towards obtaining that goal. Hopefully it comes, you know, sooner rather than later, but I think you're, you set yourself up to be there. (laughs) I hope so. And if it doesn't happen, that's okay. Um, I'm still just going to work to be the best I can be. (laughs) That's all we can do. Yep. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Paige. She has the right outlook and mindset to make the most of any situation, something that is increasingly difficult in our current times. If you haven't done so already, send this episode to a friend, family member, or teammate who can maybe use an extra boost. Stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by following me on Instagram at Athletic Mindset Podcast. Remember, if you can change your mindset and how you think, you'll be able to change your life one thought at a time. I'll see you all next week.